Hey, 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 guys, it is Allison. I am the host of your show, Allison Answers Mission Awake. I cannot wait to sit down with you today and go over how we are going to crush the mediocrity in your life that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of time. I cannot wait to have a real deal conversation that includes intelligence, fun, excitement, and real actionable steps to make a real difference in the life that you're living now and making it into something you can be damn proud of and excited to live. Sit down, put on your damn seatbelt, and get ready for the ride of your life. Hey, 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 guys, how are you today? You're going to have a great time. So I want you to be prepared to listen to Jeff Brecken. And I'm going to allow Jeff to explain who he is, how he's gotten here, and how he's become this badass, successful, uh, well-rounded man who's insightful on many, many levels. So what I'm unsure of is which area of your life he's going to tap into, because I know he's going to tap into many areas of your life. I just don't know which one it'll be. It could be business. It could be relational. It could be personal. It could be financial because he has experience and expertise in all of these areas, both personally and professionally. So uh, he's a badass and I'm, that's why he's here. Uh, so I'm going to just let Jeff go. We're going to let him loose. So Jeff, <laughs> I would love to know how I, before I even say that, I want to say one more thing because Jeff has a podcast and I, there, what really struck me about his podcast was what, what it's all about, the mission. And I'm just going to read it. It says it's called addicted to winning people who have won, then lost and then got on track again to win. And then they get up one more time and they get knocked down. And what I love about that is because um, this is my little rant about success. And I know that Jeff agrees with this, is that most entrepreneurs who have gotten any measure of success in their life, they know the degree of failures that we keep having to kick over, the mistakes that we make, the getting up again. And I just love that that podcast is about that. And what this is about here is about waking people up that you can triumph basically over anything and you can create the life you want. So we're very, like, we resonate together. So could you just explain what you mean about that? The, you know, winning, getting up again, losing, all that stuff. Absolutely. First, Allison, I truly want to say I appreciate being here and thank you for having me on as a guest. You are an amazing individual. Oh, did you just do that? Where are my sound effects? I'm so mad. Okay, love it. Do it. Standing ovation already. I yeah. got some good ones. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank yeah, um, I, I appreciate you um so much here. So yeah, my you know, the podcast, I if you would have told me two years ago that I was gonna have a podcast and and have 70 episodes out within, you know, just over a year, um, I probably would have told you you're you're crazy, right? But there's so much I love talking to people. I love getting into their brains, how they operate. And the thing about it is, is, you know, what you just described with addicted to winning and, you know, you get up, uh, you know, you get down, you get up, it's, it's like a mountaintop and you really want to, it's like in sales, right. Or anybody that has goals, you want that. You're always striving for that next thing and that next thing, but guess what? What's in between those two things is a valley. And people go through crap all the time, whether it's business, personal relationships, it doesn't matter. But it's all, to me, addicted to winning means life is going to give you landmines. Life is going to give you lemons. Life is going to give you setbacks, knockdowns, whatever that is. But you need to learn from every single one of those knockdowns and life's lessons. Don't call them failures. You call them life's lessons. Learn from that so that you're not there the next time that, or, or in a year or six more months or whatever that is, right? Learn from it make it an absolute learning, a life's learning lesson. So you're getting up faster, bigger, you know, stronger, quicker every single time that, that life hands you something like that, because inevitably, listen, life is going to hand us crap. It, everything can't be, you know, unicorns and, and rainbows forever. Like it's going to hand you stuff. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about social media, you know, you, wow, great. Everybody's, everybody's happy on social media, Right until they're not, and then they don't 
post the, the, the things that are going wrong. Very few people do. Um, we're part of a, a, a group or a couple groups that, that, you know, yeah, things you, you win, but you also lose and you just have, you have to be true to yourself so that you put your authentic, genuine self out there. If that makes sense. It makes so much sense. And I'm just learning and appreciating what you're saying myself, because I know, and I've, I have been really super misunderstood just from social media because I I do present really happy in the moment when I'm putting something out there, I feel the happiness, but there could be a whole shit show going on in my life at that moment that I'm not sharing. And I really, at one point, I just pivoted away from that. And I decided that I was going to do something, you know, I was going to start being more vulnerable. And because really, honestly, if you think of any, the people that I admire are the ones who are vulnerable. Those are the people that I'm drawn to. Like Ed Milet talks about being depressed a lot of the time and having hard times and feeling insecure. I was just listening to um, Alex Hermosi, and he was describing that one of the biggest things that entrepreneur, he said three things. I hope I get this right. He said that they are, that they are, um, they think that they're better than everyone else, but wait, it's good. People who are successful think that they can, they can exceed better than anyone and higher than anyone, but they're also the most intrinsically insecure people. But they're the hardest on themselves too, right? Yes. yes. Egomaniacs with an inferiority complex, right? Yeah. And it's like right. really, you know, because we have like, and when you're describing it, like my mind's going like, I got to do this. I got to do that. So you always feel like you're failing because you're not reaching where you see, right? 100%. Because we see so far, like we get excited over things. So many successful entrepreneurs out there, and, and we know quite a few of them. I mean, you talk about Ed Milet, and you know, he's one of our sales coaches and, and mentors, really. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is we set goals so high that if if we don't get to them, number one, you know, we're 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 usually okay if we don't hit those goals because they're so <laughs> extreme goals, yeah. right? Right. But if there's something about that competitive nature with yourself, really the only person that's holding you back from anything in life is yourself. And if you, like you said earlier, like vulnerability, I've been super vulnerable the last four years and my growth, the trajectory has been amazing. Um, But there's also, you know, there's areas of my life that that's business, but there's areas of my life that I haven't been super vulnerable that I need to work on me. Like I get up every single day trying to be the best version of myself I can possibly be and move at least a small step forward every single day. And very few people in the world, I like they don't think about stuff like that on a daily basis. Yeah. And you know what? This is this is the whole meaning of this podcast. It's, you know, because it's mission awake. And I feel like we are automated. So we do not like our unconscious mind is the thing that's driving us and we don't even know it. And the only part of us that is going to change anything is our conscious mind. That's a creative part of us. So it's like when you say, I'm going to be that 1% better. I feel like every day, if we move the needle, the the increments are the things that everybody misses. Like, oh, I got to make a big move. No, the big moves are the the tiny billions of moves that we make every day, every moment we're in, how we shift our thoughts to the better thought, right? There's this thing, and I'm, I want you to talk, but I, I get crazy over ideas. Like I remember when I would do marriage counseling, one of the things that I would tell people, it just came to me, so I'm going to say it, is that a, a suspension bridge, you know, when it has those big, you know, I may not get this um, in terms of engineering correct, but it's an incredible concept that there's millions and millions of tiny little micro threading that goes through those big tubes on a suspension bridge. And that a, like a marriage is like that. It's, it's the, the gazillion interactions, the one look, the this that adds to this big, big, big either stre- strength of a bridge between people or um, a broken, weak bridge. Because, you know, the it's every moment of what we're doing, right? That's exactly right. So I don't know how I trailed into that, but that's what I thought of when we were talking. So what do you, what do you think? Well, oh, I got I got a lot of stuff on, on this type of thing. You know, I, 
I was in a relationship 25 years married mm. and the last four years I've been on a mission to literally eliminate every negative person out of my life mm. and replace those with three more, three positives, right? Three positive people. And it has been a long journey. It's been freaking lonely um, at times, but the thing about it is, is I'm a better person today for eliminating every negative person out of my life and on social media, on every, like it's gone. Can you explain to us how you've done it? I really, I would like to hear how you've done it. Cause it's like removing negativity in a, in a healthy way. Like how do, how do you do that? It, you know, you, you said conscious, unconscious, right? Like it, it's, it's a little bit of both. And I just got really big goosebumps here, but, but it, it, you have to make it a conscious effort. You are going to be, and, and this is a cliche, but it's not really a cliche. I mean, it's outright. You are going to be the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And that is whether, you know, if you're surrounded with, with five drunks, you're going to be the sixth. If you're surrounded with five people that, uh, that live just a negative life, guess what? You're going to be the sixth negative person in that group. But if you hang around with people that are positive and you hang around with people that are going somewhere and want to, um, you know, put personal growth and loving yourself ahead of everything else, because to be honest with you, and this is a thing that, that this is totally another, uh, another topic, but you can't love, I cannot physically love somebody if they don't love themselves, why should I put myself out there and love them if they don't love themselves? Yeah. If they're not nurturing themselves in order to help and love me back, how can I, how can that person ask me to love them? Mm -hmm. And how can someone love you if you don't love yourself? It's the same exact thing because that is a, that's it. I don't think this is a different topic. This is all success. This is all like when we raise the water level in one area, we're raising it in all of our areas, right? So it's like, right. to me, it's like the only thing that comes to us is what we feel that worthy of, right? Absolutely. We attract you know, who we you, are, right? A hundred percent. And that, and I mean, I was so fortunate four years ago to be in the same room with a hundred people, uh, you know, you and I are a syndicate and with a lot of friends in that, uh, but with Joe Dispenza. Oh my and, God. Do you know and, that I go and, to him all the time? Yes. Oh, yeah. I do. Sorry. I just got excited. Um, so, but yes, like, really. I mean, Joe was with a super intimate group, hundred people uh, in Idaho. And I'm telling you that changed my, the direction of my life. Yes. And with Joe, he's like, you know, the, the, the majority, the vast majority of people, they get up in the morning. The first thing that they check is their cell phones. And it's it's the same negative stuff on social media every single day. Well, guess what? You're you're on auto. Uh, you know, you're automated at that point. 95% of your thoughts and actions and everything per day are automated. Well, how do you break that? Well, okay, you meditate in the morning, you manifest, you know, you have your visionary boards, you have everything, and you you start replacing that five or eight or ten or or, or an hour, right? Um, how many minutes that you look at negative social media right out of the gate, you know, it, first thing in the morning, you replace that with positive thoughts and affirmations and and whatever else that you have to do. That's one big part of your life that really truly you have to be conscious about make a conscious effort and it will absolutely change like if if you are thinking positive thoughts you're going to you're going to inquire a really nice positive day positive people the energy that you like energy is i didn't really believe in energy right prior to like 4 or 5 years ago but energy is an apt it is powerful absolutely powerful. everything and if you're not 100% 100% i mean you can have a a relationship that goes south and if you're thinking about that person more than likely like in the middle of the night right if you wake up thinking about that person that person probably is not sleeping they're up because somebody's thinking about them yes it's crazy how energy works yes. and i've literally dove into that you know in the last couple of years as, as far as energy goes but this whole world is powered off of energy and you can either be on the negative side or you can be on the positive side. 
You know, I'll tell you, Jeff, um, I could go absolutely hog wild crazy talking about all this stuff. I will try to temper myself. I don't know if it will work. But basically, the let's the go. I'm just going because basically what you're describing, the thing about I think that if we knew as human beings, like you and I are discussing it because we're coming from a place of awareness. I always tell people be awake and aware in the now without judgment. Right. So now if we're aware of the fact that we're automated, that the people that you're around, and this is, I'm piggybacking on what you said, that we're literally, our brainwaves are are being shared. You know how women that, you know, they end up menstruating at the same time if they're together a lot. Maybe you didn't know that, but it's true. So the people that you spend time with, you start to regulate with. Our brains, the, the patterns will start to vibe together. So when we're aware of that, so like, and also the the other thing in a relationship, or if you meet someone, if you bring high energy, high vibe energy, you then can be the one carrying the energy for that interaction. And you think you're getting, you think they have high energy. They're just reflecting your energy back. So you don't even realize Yeah. So then over time, you start to see that you're like, oh, my God, I'm drained. I can't. So when you don't have the energy, there's no energy in the room. But anyhow, so, yeah. So how do you like when you were saying about, you know, winning, then getting knocked down again, winning again? To me, I know there's people on here who are in the lower end of that at times. I mean, I just was in it like really bad. Like I I was as well. You were. Do you want to share it or what? you know, how you were in a dark place or, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the places get dark. Right. Um, and it's not, you know, it wasn't business wise. It was, it was just a, a personal uh, relationship. But the thing about it is, is you and I talked a little bit earlier about sometimes when you're in a situation, um, whether that's business, uh, whether that's, you know, relationship wise, it doesn't really matter, but sometimes you're just too close to it to see, you know, either green flags or red flags, right? And so, you know, some, a lot of people miss both, right? The good flags and, and the bad flags, but because you're just too close to it. And self-reflection is an absolute wonderful thing. And if you're not reflecting upon what went good today, what went bad today, like, and just maybe some conversations that that were had, you're you're missing out on some on some key fundamental and, and and keys to relationships, and you need to take take that ten foot view to to say maybe a ten thousand foot view and just overlook and reflect upon the situation, and you're going to get way different outcomes in life, um, and every every single day because you're doing that. Yeah, and it's just the concept of being being fully present. Like we were talking before about being a wise observer of the interactions that you're having. Like zoom out and understand. Like what? Let's say you see something in an interaction. We were talking about that, like a red flag. There's this joke I have to say it that you know when you wear rose colored glasses, all the red flags look white. You know, I think that's so funny. But anyhow, hundred percent, right? Because you're too close to the situation, right? Like yeah. it goes with that. Or you're too close to it, or you're not fully present enough to understand that your programming is making you resonate with this other person in such a way that you can't see it. It matches where you are, you're programmed to go and you don't even know it. But if you're a wise observer outside of your unconscious, non-conscious mind, and you're observing your life as a creator, and we start creating our life, holy, I want to curse, holy shenanigans. Like, that is crazy. Think, like, but you going through whatever you went through and the red flags you saw, what you, that you've gained something, right, Jeff? Oh, uh, again, I'm getting goosebumps again because, like, everything that you do in life, if you are not looking at it as a learning experience or a life experience to learn from, you're missing out on the best that's coming to you, right? Or that could come to you. Um, you know, you you said something earlier about being present. 
I have learned that over the last only like maybe six months, six, eight months. The biggest gift that you can give yourself or give anybody that you're talking to is to be present. Put the phone down, put social media down, put uh, get out of your own head and focus on, on being present. That's the biggest and best gift you can ever give anybody. Yes. Everything is safe in the present. I'll tell That's people right. just keep your head, heart, and feet all in the same spot. Sometimes just close your eyes and make make your eyes on the inside. Just look up and you'll find peace. Because if you really think about it, like I'll tell my daughter or whoever I'm talking off a ledge that moment, but you know, like, okay, look around yourself. Are you safe now? Like, who are you with now? All the people that you're thinking about that's a problem or all the issues, you know, your debt, whatever it is, is it in this moment where you are, is anything happening? And usually you can say no, because all our fear is future based, right? So it's like, I have to do that when things are really like hard. I'm like, wow, I can't, like, I can't breathe, you know, when things, you know, when I feel impacted. To go off of that, Allison, like if, like today, right? We, you and I um, were, were talking, but if something goes wrong today and we think, man, that's just the worst thing on earth that could go wrong right now. But guess what? Tomorrow, that, that big ball of fire in the sky will, will rise again. And it's, it's going to be 98% less dramatic or, or, or less tense, right? Tomorrow morning when that sun rises. But yet we were, if we're in the moment, we're thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Okay. Well, let's wait 20 hours until that sun rises again. And it's going to be fine. Isn't it amazing how many things are just fine, Jeff, that, you know, like the things that we're, you know, if we, we think about anything we worried about a year ago, we're not worrying about it today. That's right. 100%. Yeah. You know, the concept of just like, I think being fully present is the antidote for really all fear or concern, right? So how do you, how do you get up again after you've been knocked down three or four times? Curious. Well, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's tough, right? Most people don't, after the second knockdown, they don't get back up. I mean, I had my first knockdown at age 13. Um, you know, my dad came to me and, and said, Hey, son, we're not going to be farmers anymore. And I thought I was going to be on the farm forever. And, uh, and that was the hardest decision that he, the hardest thing that he had to do. Uh, and this is from his words, not mine is tell me that I was not going to be a future farmer. And I had spent 13 years on the farm, right? Hundreds of hours, um, a month usually, depending on if it's you know springtime or, or or harvest time, but that that crushed me. That absolutely crushed me, and and that was the hardest thing that my dad ever had to tell anybody in his life. And he's eighty years old. Yeah. And then uh, you know at eighteen I had another one. At at thirty six I had another one. You know I mean you you just and and these are these are not small like these are major 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 um, things that have have happened. And then you know to be honest with you in the last you know, a couple of years, a 25 year relationship um, ends. Uh, and, and how do you get up from that? Like everything should be a learning lesson. If you have the abundance mindset and that you're grateful, you're truly, truly, truly grateful for anything that comes up. Like I have zero regrets, not one regret in life. That 25 year relationship that ended, I have two amazing, beautiful daughters from that relationship. And without that relationship, I wouldn't have those daughters. Yes. And so you just have to, you can't play the victim role. If you're going to play the victim role, you're going to be in the depths of hell and you're never, ever going to get up from that. Right. But if you're grateful, if you're thankful for whatever, what everything that has ever happened to you, like Allison, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like we were in Mexico, right. Together in, yeah. in like May and everything, like if, if that didn't happen, we're not here today. Yeah, if, oh, that's true. If right? certain things yeah. didn't happen, right? Like mm-hmm. 25 years ago, I'm not here with talking with you today. Like yeah. if you just have that mindset of everything happens for a reason and every single conversation that you have, it could be it could be somebody, you know, when you're pumping gas in your car, 
And hey, ha- have a great day. And then all of a sudden, you see them three weeks later, and you're like, you're the person at that at the gas station that you said hi to me. And that 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 did a lot for me. It, it, I was, you know, going through a, a dark time, and that really turned my day around. So I appreciate that for you. Uh, everything happens for a reason. It, it totally goes back to the energy, right? I, I truly believe that the good Lord, uh, uh, Lord, whatever, like your higher being, soul, whatever. He put me on this earth for a massive purpose, and I need to follow that divine energy to, yeah. to help a lot of people. Yeah. And if you if you come to every single day, if you get up every single day, and and you have that mindset, like you are going to do phenomenal things in life. I couldn't even agree with that more because, you know, I think that the biggest way we've been duped is to believe that, you know, the whole concept of mediocrity, that we're just here, you know, it's meaningless. And I said, I I say to myself, you know, every day, there's a couple of things I say, I say, um, how can I be of best service to God and man today? And like, and, and just to, I think that concept that we're saying about being like awake, aware in the now to be able to say, okay, right now where I am in this moment, how can I add value? I don't care where I am because that now I'm creating. So it's like we can create constantly. And I think we're meant to create. I think that we're dying when we're not creating and we're depressed when we're not creating. And we're not when we're not valuing hard times, which they are so like I was just in such a hard time, like at our business and the girl who runs my business, Rachel, we were like, oh, my God, we're dying. But then I was like in the midst of it. I'm saying, Rachel, we're something is growing in us now. She's like, I know it. I know it. And like we but we can't see it, but we know it's happening. We we just have to believe it's happening. And it did. It was like when you come out of that thing, you're different. It's like fire, right? Like pain is a good thing. It's a gift. Oh, pain. uh, Oh, that's a whole nother deal right there. Like, like knockdowns, setbacks, whatever it is, right? Like it's painful. But if you, if you continue the journey, be consistent show up every day for yourself, not for anybody else, show up for yourself. And it's going to be a phenomenal life. If you just have that mindset, learn from all your mistakes, learn from your failures, learn from whatever it is, right? You have to learn from that. But then the other thing that, that, you know, when you asked me a little bit earlier, and I'm not sure if I answered it or not, but how do you get up from the, the biggest knockdowns? I have faith in myself. I always have, I always will. And it's all about, I know my limitations and I, I use my strengths. And if I don't have, if I, if I have a weakness in an area, either I'm going to learn that weakness or I'm going to surround myself with people that can help me. Yes. And that's the quickest way to get out of whatever it is, that slump or whatever, you know, the darkness or whatever, you, whatever you're in. Surround yourself with people that can help you. I, you know, we're, we're in, a, in a couple of masterminds together. I want to be the dumbest person in the room because I want to be a sponge, right? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong damn room. Yes. And you have the wrong attitude. Mm -hmm. So that to me is, you know, number one, you have to love yourself. You have to have faith in yourself and you got to learn from your, uh, you know, the life's lessons that, that life, to be honest with you, they give you the man upstairs is not going to give you any more than what you, what he thinks that you can handle. But if you put it out there that said, man, I can handle a lot. Okay, great. But ups are going to be great. And the downs are really going to be really down too. Yeah. But, uh, and that's, that's the, that's the life of an entrepreneur, <laughs> to be isn't honest. It? Isn't it? And also just, if you think about it, if we don't have those dark times, how, how do we see the light? How do we appreciate anything without that polarity? Right. I mean, it's hundred percent the way, you know, it's the way it is. The sun always rises, right? Yeah. You know, when you were describing like that thing about like going to someone else and like us being in these different masterminds, I mean, I just being with people who get you, who, mm-hmm. who are reaching higher, it's just, it's so life-changing, but I think we're onto something. I'm, I'm going to change from our conversation because it's the, 
the core sense of shame that I think a lot of us have from whatever our childhood or whatever, I know I have it, is that it keeps me from being fully open about mistakes or or whatever. I'm a, I'm a very open person, but I think that I'm selective in who I'll share that with, you know? And it's in right? 100% so, correct. But all truth, like like nothing changes until it becomes what it is. And I feel like all freedom is the only pathway to freedom is through truth. So how are we ever going to be like so I think the freest person is, is the fully honest yeah, this is what yeah. I'm, you know, I just did this, made this, but you accept it. My, well, you know how like everyone's like, oh, you got to find your why, you got to find your why. So like one of the, I searched, I went like 80 layers deep. Well, why, why, why? When I was trying to like achieve a goal. So I was like, why do I want this? Why, why, why? All the way down. And you know what I hit? It was gold for me. The number one reason why for me in everything is because I need to develop a trust for myself. I don't trust mm -hmm. myself to follow through and make the thing. And that, that was like years ago that I found that why it's the best. That's a goal for me always to be trust myself more. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I, I talk about worth a lot on my podcast. Yeah. Um, and my dad gave me the greatest gift he could ever give me um, at age nine on the farm. We had hired, hired men that helping, you know, with the crops and, and, harvesting everything like that right and but age at age eight and nine i was doing roughly the same thing i was i was spending 10 12 hours a day in a, in a tractor i was i was helping around the farm whatever that needed to be done they were they i did it um you know i was driving farm loaded farm truck on the highway at nine and ten years old and and combines huge combines uh for harvest um, at 10 and 11 years old and so that trust factor like you were saying like you people trust you, you, you should trust yourself. Right. But that self-worth is society tells you what you're worth. Allison. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're going to, today you're going to be a production worker. Guess what you're worth. You're worth 2250 an hour. Right. Right. And, and that's it. Right. And they, they, society just places these unnatural like things on, on people that say, well, I guess, you know, I've never made more than $75,000 a year. So, you know, it'd be nice to make 78 or 80,000, right? Why not 280,000? Why not 2 million? Right. Exactly. Cause you have it in you. You just have to have faith and trust in yourself that that could happen. And yeah. then the world like opens up. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's, but you said earlier too, it's like, you know, sometimes that, that worth, that, that trust, you know, you, you man, in the down times, Allison, you sure do, uh, you sure do ask yourself if, if you're worth it and you deserve that, right? Like you, you start second guessing yourself. And once you get past the second guessing, like, yes, I am worth this. I am, I, I do deserve this. Things change like overnight. Do you feel that I don't, I'm just compelled to ask this question. Do you feel that when people like, you know, if you have haters or people who are misunderstanding you, you know, which is a really common thing, especially, you know, if you're out there on social media or you're, you're presenting success or, you know, any of that, do you feel that when someone has misunderstood you, which they probably have, if they hate you, what do you do with that? Like, how do you, I mean, I know it's there for us. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Because that's one yeah. of the ways I think we can feel knocked down is being misunderstood or people perceiving us in a way that is not true. It's very difficult. Yeah. Right. I, I absolutely don't. I mean, uh, yes, I, I, I've got haters out there and, and anybody that puts themselves out there on social media. Uh, I mean, I have no filters on social media, like as far as, you know, I hope only friends can see this stuff. No, it's public. Everything I got is public. So guess what? I might as well tell the freaking truth right away because somebody is going to be pissed off and somebody's going to say, no, that didn't happen like that. That didn't. Guess what? It did happen like that. And I'm putting it all out there and I have nothing to hide. So when you have nothing to hide, you're almost like living in a, in a, in a glass house. Like everybody can see what the hell's going yeah. on. But to your, to your point is, man, yeah, there's always going to be haters, but haters to me, it's jealousy. They've never walked a, a mile in my shoes. 
and they and then they they probably wouldn't ever want to to be honest with you because <laughs> like i i have humongous goals i have a lot i put more pressure on myself than anybody else in the world would ever put pressure on me yep and it's yep. only me that's that's either going to do it or not going to do it at the end of the day so that's why you have to have faith in yourself and yeah. don't care about your haters oh man that's just jealousy right like i i don't get into that drama i don't that's so yeah. far from me. It's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, that would be in, in line with what you're describing of the negativity that if, you know, when you're being, if someone, you know, if that's happening, you're removing that from your life because they're not even perceiving you correctly. You know, why even have them even yeah. be able to hear that? 100%. Well, Alison, there's, there's people out there in relationships that, that will all of a sudden, you know, one day they'll say, Hey, I love you. And the next day, you know, there's a new shiny object in town and there's, you know, a new person with, you know, bigger muscles or, or a nicer dress or nicer outfits, you know, I mean, if you're going from relationship to relationship like that, shame on you. And you're hurting a lot of people along the way. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I got out of one of those relationships and I had to take that step back and say, damn, what were the red flags? You know, like we talked about a little bit earlier and, and second guessing me, like what the hell did I do wrong? I guess what? I didn't do anything wrong. Like if I did something wrong, I would not be um, shunned and 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 cut out of every social media, um, you know. So I'm not seeing the new pictures of the new person. Mm-hmm. That wasn't me. That was them. How did you handle, you know, that sort of? Um, I mean, it's to me, it sounds like uh, it may be a big word, but like betrayal, like to feel like or rejection, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's really that's one of the. Isn't that our biggest fear? Like to, you know, to be hurt. Well, you, you want to be liked, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want to be accepted. You want to, you want to be um, part of the, part of the in crowd. Right. But then when somebody betrays you, it's like, Oh, I guess I'm not in, I'm not part of the in crowd. I I guess I don't deserve it. I'm not worth it. You know what I mean? You you, you do second guess yourself on everything. And you, you just have to say, listen, like there's, there's some people in the world that are just not going to treat you like you want to be treated. And just move on. Like you're, you're, and again, zero regrets because those are things that you need to learn from in order for that next relationship to be even, even better and even more like to have an amazing life. You have to learn from everything that happens in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if like you were sitting here like a victim, you know, it would, it would not, it would not um, give you a good return. You know, it's oh, kind 100%. of like, you know, it happened for you. It's it's hard to imagine it. You know, we were discussing earlier, but like when someone just like, let's say just leaves, you know, that just like, and you have no real full explanation, right? So it's like, you have this empty space to fill in, you know, all the what ifs, you know, what, what was the, what happened? What do you know? All those things. And I think that we have um, this sense, like, because our brain scans for trouble. So we'll look for everything that's like wrong, but so much of our identities, I think that what we're talking about is not allowing our identity to be defined by externals, whatever it is, the paycheck, the person, the people, places, and things, right? So how, you know, it's like, we have to almost like create our identity based in being really as filled with love and goodness and being in our purpose as much as we can. Right. So that person somehow gave you it probably for a period of time when we're hurting, right. An identity, like we're searching for an identity, like what is wrong with me? Right. I think that happens a lot when people have a breakup, you know, like, wow, what did I do? What's wrong with me? Remember we were talking about if you did something wrong, which you probably did. We all do things that are wrong. We all make mistakes. We all are not perfect. Like who is in a relationship that's perfect, right? So then if the person just bails, like, does that mean that, you know, it just means that the conversation wasn't had or the the issue wasn't resolved. So we have a tendency to like illuminate this problem or the mistake instead of saying, yes, I made the mistake, but I was willing to change it. I was willing to whatever. I'm not saying you made a mistake. I'm just saying, you know, like all right. of us instead of, but we magnify what's wrong with us or what we think is wrong with us. Or we think someone else thinks is wrong with us. Yes. 
it all comes back to second guessing yourself when that happens. Like when you don't get the opportunity to have that conversation about, Hey, you know, this isn't maybe working out, you know, whatever it is. But when, when you don't get that opportunity to have that conversation with somebody and all of a sudden it's, it's gone. Right. Yeah. Like, you should never look at you. And again, I did like, I looked inward, like what the hell is wrong with me? But that's not a normal relationship. That relationship was, was, was very, very one-sided. I, I took a look at myself and, and, and I, I'm a big personal development um, person, but yeah. to be honest with you, like the last four years, yeah, personal development, personal development, that's going to help in the business. But in the last six months, it's like, damn, what happened here? You know, I was looking at me like, what's wrong with me? But then I'm like, holy cow. Okay. I'm a big empath guy. Right. So my entire life, I put everybody else ahead of me. I might, I made sure that everybody else was, was good. Everybody else was taken care of. And then if there was anything left, I got the scraps and I was okay with that because I'm, I'm a people pleaser. Right. But you, you, it's like the analogy of uh, of an airplane, right? Airplane loses altitude, masks drop down. There's a reason why they tell you to put your own mask on first so that you can help other yes. people. And you have to love yourself enough so that you can help a lot more people versus not loving yourself and help maybe three people. But guess what happens? If you love yourself, you could help 3,000 people instead 100%. of three people. Yep. Right. And that's, that's the one thing that I took out of that relationship is like, man, it, it's not me. Cause that wasn't, that was just a one-sided relationship. There was another shiny object that, that all of a sudden this person went for, and it wasn't about me necessarily. It was about the shiny object. And so when I love myself, when I'm, when I, when I believe I'm worth more and deserve more, like that never, it should never come into play like that. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And what I think even just in that experience, like you have this experience with this person, right? That it's like, what can you gather from that experience? You learning that you were abandoning yourself your whole life to please other people, right? I mean, a, a young farming boy would do that eight hours, right. you know, you know, you do right. Cause you're, you're just always like, you're in this mode, which is cool, but it's, you know, we can, we can morph off of it into, you know, that codependency thing, right? You know, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. And it's so, I feel like real love is so, it's more, it's backwards to what we are, or anything that's God, I think that really comes from the truth is backwards to the way the world works. So like, it looks like if you're selflessly giving all the time that you're a good person, but really you're manipulating yourself in such a way to control the way other people feel about you. 100%. Instead of filling yourself up so much, you're so valuable to, to other people because of this intense love that you have for yourself and for God and your purpose that you can't help but love other people. You just have so much, you you just, and giving is easy. It's just not even hard, right? I've actually had two people in the last two years, two separate relationships say, you're too positive. Jeff, you're too positive. What the F is that? How can somebody be too positive, right? I can, I can tell you the reason that I truly believe why they think I'm too positive is because they're from a negative mindset. You know, what's weird that happens to people, I think that think in this way, because it, it happens to me and I, I've learned to, I'm learning, not, I haven't learned, I'm learning to temper my positivity. So it's like this weird thing, because it's like, when I hear someone sharing about something that they're struggling with, but the way that they're thinking about it is like in a victim way, I want to present something that's going to help them to see it, that even though this is hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's almost like they think we're not validating them, that we're not fully like, oh, I hear you. I understand this is really hard, right? And then, you know, however, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that hard, but right? It's, it's, it feels insulting to them. 
you know, the, the more, the more grateful you are uh, with things that, that come to you, the more, the more thankful you are, the more blessed that you, you truly believe that you are, the simpler life is. So good. Mm-hmm. And gratitude it, it is just, a state of receivership. But like, if you don't yeah. like, I mean, if you're not ha- like, I'm, I try to like when, when I'm dreaming of a beach house, right. But then I wake up in my house. Do I, do I appreciate my house? And I really, really appreciate my house. I love my house, but there's this yeah. sense like, Oh, if I love it too much, maybe I won't get that <laughs> big house, but it's not true. It's right. the opposite. Right. hundred percent. But the other thing about what you were saying about your experience with being, you know, ghosted or whatever, like that whole thing, you know, you're involved in this thing and then just bam, they're gone. Right. I feel like another thing is whatever you loved about that connection, I feel like almost like God gives us examples of the things that we love, but they're not the full picture. But it's like, oh, let me put that in my toolbox. I want that on my list of what really means something to me. But now I learned what how to love myself more by not betraying myself. So you like look at what you write. Don't you feel like you've gained that? Because you know what you loved in that relationship. Totally, totally agree with that. You know, I mean, and and again, like you, but you can't you can't look at that as, hey, um, it, it's you. Because, you know, sometimes I, I had a, a post on social media the other day that says sometimes the obstacles that need to be removed from your life have names, right? And that sometimes that's the best gift that that God could ever give us is, yes, maybe it was love at some point. Maybe it was, I mean, 25-year relationship, however long those relationships, and then all of a sudden if they end, you know, I tried like heck for the last 15 years of that, of that marriage to, uh, to go to counseling, to, to make it work. But it just, sometimes you, that gap gets so, you know, I, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a personal growth, uh, I'm not bandwagon, uh, but that I just love personal growth. And when you give somebody say, okay, let's, I'll give you two years to work on you so that we can bring that gap closer and not, not spread it apart. Right. And when that person doesn't want to work on, on, on things, that's an issue. And, and so that obviously is, it's not, it's not the right relationship for me at this point. Right. I got everything out of that relationship that I could possibly get. And it's time for me to spread my wings and, and move on. It's like a, a cartoon with a, um, a caterpillar and a butterfly. And the caterpillar says, Hey, you've changed. And the butterfly, but butterfly says, yeah, we're supposed to. <laughs> and you haven't <laughs> right correct yeah, exactly yeah yeah the um this whole this whole process like it's funny that we're we're so we're having this conversation about like life relationships and all of that it's it's so interesting to me because you have so much in your life in terms of success and business and all of that and the this right here is the thing that if if we don't have that right, it impacts everything, right? Doesn't it? If you don't have self-love, if you don't have self-worth, um, if you don't believe that you deserve more in life, you you literally, you get what you have. Yeah. You know, I had you a know? pastor once forever ago, like forever. Like, I don't even know. I think I was 20, but he said, um, you know, when in my path of, you know, wanting to be married or whatever, he said, just one thing I always want you to remember, and I never forgot it. So it worked. He said, no matter who you choose, be sure that whoever you choose, that they are somebody who's willing to grow and change. If they are not willing to grow and change, no matter what they are, no matter what they are today, do not connect yourself to them. And I have three questions I ask young women to ask, to answer when they're choosing to marry someone, you know, in the counseling center, I say, okay, if you, you know, you want to marry this guy. Okay. So if this person never changed for the entire rest of their life and they stayed exactly how they are, would you want to marry them? And they, yes or no. Number two, if you had a child with that person, would you want your child to be exactly like them? Right? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. And you should see their faces. They're like, 
I'm like, okay, so you, you never fall in love with potential and think about what that, you know, that means. And you know what? I can't even believe I forgot my third question. That's embarrassing. I mean, I actually ha- I ask it all the time. Those are two amazing questions. But that's self-reflection, right? Like you have to be able to, because again, what we talked about earlier, like they're in that, they're in the bubble. They're too close to the situation. Yeah. But if they, if they back up 10,000 feet and look at this and, and those questions are absolutely amazing questions, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. Do you want to raise two kids that are going to be exactly like your potential spouse? Yeah. Think about also the, another thing is there's also this other thing. I don't know. I'm in this relationship, having this relationship conversation. But the other thing that I think is so important is that people get in relationships and the person will have all these wonderful qualities, but then they have all these not wonderful qualities. So they have these two kind of personas. So I tell people like you have to integrate those two into one person because people will split the person into two people. So now they're wonderful here. So they stay with that person until the bad guy shows up. Then the bad guy shows up, they break up with them. Then the good guy shows up and they're like, well, I love him. I'm like, no, it's one person. So if they have every wonderful quality in the world, it's like having a reservoir of clean water that you put arsenic in. Are you going to drink that water? No, right? So it's like being able to see where, you know, that it's all one. You know, that, and that's a really good point because most people, and, and yeah, I'm going to generalize. Most people, they, they're they not open to change. But guess what? Change is the most thing that's the, the most constant thing on earth yeah. is change. I mean, you got seasons, you have, uh, you know, temperatures, you, you have everything, like everything changes Yeah, and it can change for the, the good. It can change for the bad. But guess what? If you don't play that victim role, it's always going to be good. Get something good out of everything that happens, good and bad, and your life is going to be abundant. That's it right there. Mic drop. Did you hear that? Well, we'll repeat it again. You can, no matter what happens in your life, get something good out of everything that happens in your life, whether good yeah, either or good bad, or bad. Yeah. And your life will be abundant by Jeff Reckon. That's the answer. I do want to do something before I don't, I want to be respectful of your time because we're just, I'm glomming it up. But this is the thing I want to ask because we didn't even mention it. I want you to just, if you could just tell the listeners what, where have you arrived in your life that you're continuing to grow in? Obviously, who are you? Who are you, Jeff Brecken? I'm just a guy that wants to help people. Like, What's your business? What's your business? Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I've got a business called Iconic HR and Blue Sky Benefit Solutions. You know, it's all about helping businesses. My and, and this all came right from my dad, like way early in the in the in my life. My dad just helped people. He was a farmer. Like he he fed people, he fed families, right? And it, like every farmer out there does, but they don't get the credit for that. But the thing about it is, is my dad was always a, had a had a servant attitude, and he's always like Jeff, just do the right thing all the time. And guess what? You have you don't have to look behind you ever. And if you if you come from that sort of a background, like I just want to help. I want to help businesses. Uh, going through COVID, you know, I had a, I had a uh, insurance agency that we did business in forty six states, and during COVID. Most of our companies that we did business with had absolutely no idea how to handle HR, remote workers. How do we shut down? How, like, how do we lay people off? How do we bring people back? So this um, Iconic HR was born to help small businesses, whether, whether we're taking over the entire HR department and integrating ourselves into that company, um, which is super easy and super awesome to do because that most... Oh, now I'm going to get on a rant. Most small businesses, they grow, right? And and that's their opportunity. They want to grow. But the HR person more than likely was the receptionist at one time at that company when it was two, three, four employees. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing about it is, is with Iconic HR, we've got uh, 20-year-plus experienced uh, HR people ready to to go to work for you. They all have MBAs in HR, and they all have every certification possible in HR to protect you and your companies. And that 
is what you, small businesses just don't have. Like that normally would cost a small business $100,000 to have that sort of person. But if you can do it in just an absolute fraction of that, that's what we're here to serve. I'm here to serve all these uh, small businesses that just, they have gaps. And right now it takes one bad hire to, to ruin a culture, to ruin your company for a lawsuit to happen. I literally was on the phone yesterday, Allison. You're, she said I couldn't mention any names and it's not Allison, but um, <laughs> she goes, and it was a director of, of, of a company that was like, I think, you know, well, she goes, uh, my, our, our handbook was updated in 2017. And I said, there's been like 4,000 labor laws that have changed in the last five years. And and her and her your eye, her eyes got as big as saucers. And I'm like, how about um, sexual harassment training? Do you have that in your company? And because that's gonna that, that's the number one lawsuit right now is is going on, um, and, and unfair employment and, and unfair unfair termination stuff like that. And if you don't have an updated handbook and policies and procedures, like you are you have you you have a huge gap and you don't even know it. And she's like, I think I. I think I, I, I could have been accused of being uh, like sexual harassment, like to a younger man, a man, like that says, "Hey, you, you're looking good today, right?" Like if somebody could take that really wrong. Yeah. If the, if roles were reversed and this was like a a 58 year old man, not woman, yes. and then talking to a 23 year old female instead of a 23 year old male, like that could have been a freaking lawsuit immediately. Yep. True. And Very so true. like we, I, I'm just, I'm so passionate about helping small businesses protect themselves with, if you don't have an HR department, you are, you have lurking liabilities that are unbelievable. Like you have big gaps and you're, you're a t- ticking time bomb for something waiting to happen. That's, so how does somebody that's, do that? That's what we you? You do. We help. I love that. How does somebody do that with you? Like, do they like yeah, so, somebody make the handbook for you? How does that work? Yeah, all of our uh, tenured HR people—they've uh, got access to all the policies, all the procedures that somebody would need. You know, I mean, it's as simple as if you have remote workers. More than likely, you have nothing in there about remote workers and and their productivity and who's who's holding people accountable to those policies and procedures. Like a lot so of people right now, a lot of you hold them accountable. Yeah. You do yeah. it. We'll go. We'll go in and be the the mom and dad of the company and hold people accountable. How do so you that, do that? So that the owners. Well, hold on. So that the owners can be the the, the cool cousin, right? They yeah. want to. They're the they're the feet on the street that kind of holds that culture together. But yet they, if somebody slacks off today or they do does something that you know it's really hard to get workers right now. So they're letting people slide by. But guess what? People want to be held accountable. Oh, yeah. In anything that they do, like that's one of the, that's a human, a human notion that, that people strive to have like accountability. Otherwise, if you don't have accountability for yourself or anybody else, you, you got nothing. Yeah. So and like so, you physically come into the building or you call the person, how do you know? Oh, well, I'm so we integrate. Yeah. We integrate. So if somebody has, if, if a company has Slack or, or, uh, you know, whatever that is for like an inner, inner company oh, yeah. communication. We'll integrate like we are the HR department and we will absolutely hold everybody accountable. It's up to HR. Like nobody wants to go out for drinks with HR because it's, it's boring. It's, it's not boring. It's only boring if you make it boring. And there's that, you know, the, the, the old adage, like, oh, you know, they're well, really strict and do that. Yeah. Guess what? We're strict because this, if you, we need to grow your company. Let me, let me put it to you this way. If you have an uh, like a a growth chart for your company, ten percent this year, fifteen next year, you know, in we want to double sales in the next five years, whatever that is, right? However that looks for for your company, you can't do that without holding your people accountable. And very few business owners will hold their people accountable if they sh- if they fall short of their growth, right? Guess what? It's probably a, an employee issue. You don't have the right people in the right seats on the right bus or, and so we can, we can come in and do that like assessments, or you just are not holding like people are either remote and they're working four hours a day. And you know that they, they are because guess what? 
All the emails are sent out at 8 a.m. and there's nothing returned until 6 p.m. Yeah. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's the kind of thing that we can we I mean, we will we will absolutely hold them accountable. And growth only happens when accountability and and loyalty happens within the employee realm. And that's yeah, how that's, it, cool. that's how super important HR is. Yeah, that's cool. And you know what? It's um, it's a forgotten like it's like the last thing that people do. You know, absolutely. But it really does hold back growth. I mean, I see it here. Like what we need to do, like this things. Like yeah. That. So a lot of people think that HR is a is a cost center, and if you have that mentality, yeah, it is. It's it's a cost. But guess what? What if you? What if we can turn that around and say it's a profit center now for you? Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, that that it, it's a it's a it's a mind shift, and we can help small businesses grow and make that a profit center. Because guess what? People are your absolute capital. Like people capital is is all you've got in business. If you don't have that, and if you don't have happy people and accountable people being accountable, you got nothing. You know, I'll tell you something. It's interesting because I'm thinking about the, the perspective that you're bringing here is that I think that when you start to grow and you, um, I don't know what it is, when you become more and more aware of what's happening as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you see that the investment in things is where the production is, is that is, it's an investment, you know, having a CFO is an investment, you know, you're spending all this money, but you're actually making more money. It's personal development. Yes, exactly. In the business. hundred percent. That's why a lot of times what we'll see, you know, you and I will see in the same, in the same groups, right? Like there's so much personal development space, Tony Robbins and, and, um, you know, Ed and Andy and like, but that's awesome. Right. But the thing about it is, is nobody's putting that personal development into the HR exactly. so that they can grow the company and yes. HR, like HR knows everything about everybody. Right. I love and, it. And they should, but how do we change that culture? It starts with HR. So let so, me ask you something. If we wanted to do that ourselves and I know we're on a podcast and I probably shouldn't even be doing this, but what would we do? Like we said, well, everybody could hear it. So then what we would like, what would we do? We set up an appointment with someone in your company to have a, a conversation because yeah. you could do yeah, anybody a, a, anywhere. It doesn't have to be in the same state you're in, right? No, absolutely. All 56 yeah. states. So yeah. yeah, we would just set up a discovery call to see if we're even the right fit and see if we yeah. can even help, which most times we can. But um, you know, you have to be able to see that vision about where where you want your company to, to go and grow. Yeah. And, and then it's it's almost like any kind of a goal that you have, right? You have to pre-engineer and 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 almost look at all the steps that have to be done to get up here yep. and start at the bottom and then and then go up, right? You yep. have to be able to see that within your growth of your company. Just you just can't say, hey, we're going to grow ten percent this year and we're going to add three salespeople and and do that. Well, no, there's there's lots of different yep. working so parts many variables pieces mm-hmm. that that need to get yeah. So that's like. Growth comes and it has to start and end and and somebody has to hold these people accountable and 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 that's what we do. I always tease my uh, my my employees. It's like yeah, that we're 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 kind of the anti HR because I mean we do we we love to have a good time. We we bring we bring education to to mm-hmm. clients which which typically they don't get. But we're kind of like HR unhinged in that. Oh yeah, that's that cool facet because yeah yeah because it's like. You know, we do things a totally different way that you're 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 currently doing things. And guess what? Now your your HR is a profit center versus a cost center. Love which that. It's a win-win. All right. So after this, we're gonna we're gonna set something up. So listen, so Perfect. we have to wrap this up because we did like relationships, energy, spirituality, business. Who knows? I might even have to ch- chop up this this bitch. <laughs> Um, listen i loved having you on jeff you are just an inspiration you're just i want to thank you so much for being here i hope i did not disrespect your time because i know that we went over but um it's been it's been my honor and pleasure like it's i love getting to talk uh to you uh anytime we can talk it's 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 a it's a bonus for me. So yeah. So tell us where we could find you. It'll be in the notes, but you know, where can people find you? 
Yeah. Um, on the on the web, it's myiconichr.com. Um, on any social media platform, whether it's, uh, you know, TikTok or IG uh, or Facebook or LinkedIn, to be honest, um, you know, it's Iconic HR. Um, you just search that and it'll come right up. So Awesome. Thank you. And the, um, the wait, wait, what is it? Addicted to Winning podcast is the other thing. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you yes. so it's, much. It's an it's honor amazing. and Thank a you. pleasure. Thank you, Jeffrey. Perfect. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I just want to say to you that we are all together a part of the mission, Mission Awake, a mission that's going to stop the mediocrity that's plaguing all of us. So if you got something here today, I ask that you would be a part of this mission and you'd share it with whoever you can. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on your Instagram. If you are looking for me, you can find me on social media platform, Instagram, Allison Answers or Logger Counseling Services. And give us a a review and subscribe, if you could, to YouTube, Allison Answers. That's where you're going to get a lot of content. I drop stuff every day, goofy stuff, all different kinds of stuff, five-minute videos that just get you moving in your day. Have a great week. See you next time.